Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453- now one one eight. That's five one six four five three nine one one eight. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available. I'm gonna see if I can plug it back up. I had problems with it earlier. But just in case you cannot get on our chat room, you're able to text me or you can email me. You can text me at 214-908-3056. 
or you can email me at Brother Prater, brother spelled out B R O T H E R, Prater, P as in Paul, R A T as in Tom, E R, Brother Prater at gmail.com. You can go to, I know the chat room is down, I just gave you my email. So, just in case the email, just in case the chat room is not working, feel free to text me or email me. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers Tabernacle Church, while senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you are in the Dallas area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 752. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in And thank you for your continued prayers and support I want to first apologize for the lateness of all times Problems with the internet But I know the reason why Is because the devil does not want this message to go out Now of all times Every other time, everything was working. But you know what? We're not going to glorify what the devil tried to do. We're going to glorify what God has already done. He has provided a ram in the bush. So right now, I'm on my phone being able to speak with you all. And regardless if the chat room is not working, y'all have my personal telephone number, text me, or you can email me for those who are out of the country. So I thank God for the opportunity to be with you all once again. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever prayed, then you hear an answer, but you were unsure if it was God's voice that were talking to you or if it was your emotions that were talking to you? Or sometimes it may even be the devil. So sometimes the devil or our own desires will play with our emotions to confuse us into thinking that we heard from God. So once you follow their voice, you later find out that you made a huge mistake and you question if you really heard from God or not. So on the show, We're going to talk about learning the difference between hearing God's voice and your emotions in the episode called, Is It God Talking or My Emotions? And, you know, this one of the questions that I know myself, I've asked plenty, plenty, plenty of times. Now, this question actually comes from one of the listeners a couple of weeks ago, she asked if we can discuss that topic of hearing the difference between God's voice and your emotions. And I think if we become transparent, many of us wrestle with that particular question. So before we go any further, what we want to do, we want to first pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we ask, Lord, to remove every stumbling block, 
Remove every distraction right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're speaking, God, that you have free course right now, God, in this episode, God. God, we know what the devil tried to do to stop it, God. Thank you, Lord, for prevailing, God, and allowing us to have victory, to be able to speak your word, God, with clarity right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking, God, that you allow the words to come out, God. Don't let me be seen, God, but you speak through me, God, and allow your words to come out, God. And, God, we even speaking, God, for even the spiritual gifts, God, that you have implanted right now, God, for it to come out even through this particular episode right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stand for. We bind every booby trap. We counsel his assignment, send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for the freedom. We thank you, Lord, for deliverance and the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, what we ought to do first, we're going to go to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth and seventh verse. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And it reads like this. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, the results of us praying to God about our specific situation, the results of this and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That's one of the answers that we can rest assured in when we pray about our situation pertaining to uh, God. Now, the key thing is a lot of times we'll pray. A lot of times we'll pray, we'll talk to God about a specific thing, but unfortunately, many times we'll pray, but we end up moving or we end up jumping the gun, and after we pray, we end up doing something before God responds back to us. Hmm. Guilty. <laughs> Been guilty of that. In other words, just because we pray, that doesn't mean that we automatically should do something. I often think about when it comes down to prayer, I often think about that game Simon Says. Simon Says, do this, and we do that. Simon Says, do this, and we do whatever Simon Says, or whatever we were commanded to do because they said Simon Says. But then all of a sudden, to trick us, they'll say, okay, do that. Now, just because they, they, they say do that, should we do it? The answer is no. Why? Because they did not begin with Simon Says. And so the same thing that should be applied pertaining to our prayer request, even though we're not playing, quote, unquote, Simon Says when it comes down to our prayer request, but we're playing, or if we're, we, we are involved in God Says. So in other words, we, after we pray, we should wait on God, and that waiting does not mean that we're standing there inactive. What we're doing, the word wait is actually, number one, it's anticipating, hearing from God. It's going on with your life 
are doing the things that God has already told you to do as you are waiting for these specific answers from God. Now, understand that even with the prayer, prayer should not be a general thing. In other words, oh, God, um, whew, I, I, I need, I need, I need, um, now, if you tell God, okay, God, I need food, somebody can come up to you and give you dog food. You said you need food, but you didn't specify if it was human food, if it was clean food. Even with human food, somebody can dig it out the trash can and give it to you, but it's still food. It ain't clean food, but it's food. So I said that as an analogy because a lot of time when it comes down to our praying, we're so general, but God is a specific God. In other words, God deals with details. Somebody can say, oh, I need me a car. I need me a car. Okay, but then all of a sudden, somebody come with a car on a tow truck and haul it off right into your driveway. And you say, whoa, what is this? This is the car you asked for. I didn't ask for that kind of car, but you asked for a car. So in other words, when we talk to God, we need to be specific. Number one, it's our responsibility to find out what are we asking God for. Let's 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 examine, let's research what we what we are praying to God for. Now, after we have become specific with our prayer and we give it to God, like I said, we are waiting, we are anticipating. Along with that waiting, we are trusting that God is going to give us the answers that we need. Now, a lot of times with our waiting and we're anticipating God to answer our prayer request, we have to realize that there is a yes, there is a no, and there is a not yet. That yes means, okay, he'll do it, okay, or he wants you to have it. There is that no, where he said, no, I don't want you to have that. But then there is a not yet. That not yet may be, okay, you need to be more prepared for it. Number one, he's saying yes, but the timing may not be right now. There may need to be some preparation within you. There may need to be some preparation between, uh, with the environment of what you're praying for. So it may be timing, it may be funding, it may be something that needs to be quote-unquote tweaked because if God say yes, he's going he's gonna to always make sure that the timing is right. And if he says yes, that means that, okay, he's given the green light for you to do it right now or for you to receive it right now. There are things that are in motion right now to make sure that things are accomplished right then and there. But like I said, that no is, no, somewhere else, no. you somewhere else, go somewhere else, whatever. Or you, we got something else for you. But that not yet. 
And a lot of times that will get us in trouble because a lot of times we take that not yet as a quote-unquote, well, God want me to have it, so that's a yes. But because him saying not yet, he's saying that, yes, he wants you to have it, but the timing is not right. Or it's not the specific timing for you to have it. But what happened, we involve ourselves with the timing of God, and we end up getting ourselves in trouble. Right now, I have a car for my son. I would love to give him my car that I have right now. Is it his? Not yet. The timing is not for him to have it. He's 12 years old. So if I save it for him and give it to him after he get his driver's license, after he turns 16, get his driver's license, and he shows that he's responsible, then, yes, it's his. But if he take my car right now, even though I'm saying a not yet, if he take it right now, he's disobedient. And a lot of times that's what happened with us. God has it for us, but a lot of times we try to interfere within the timing of God, and that's what makes us mess up. We have to understand with the prayer, first and foremost, being able to properly pray to God about our specific situations or specific issues. Now. With that prayer, like I said, I was using Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth and seventh verse. With the praying, three things pertaining to the prayer, the prayer, the supplication, and the thanksgiving. In other words, right praying. It involves the request, the supplication, and the thanksgiving. And the word prayer simply means make your request be made known unto God, communicating, talking to God. And in our prayer, excuse me, in our prayer, there should be some admiration, some devotion to God. And worship. The second thing that we have to think about, the prayer, which is, you know, communicating with God, talking to God, the supplication and earnest sharing of our needs and our problems to God. In other words, don't do it half-hearted. Do it sincerely with your whole heart. And also, when you talk to him and you share with him with your whole heart, like I said, being specific and also looking at from God's perspective. Now, after the abnuration, the supplication, then there comes the appreciation, or if you want to say the thanksgiving. Give God thanks for 
not only answering your prayers before you receive it, but also give him thanks and worship for who he is. That's the key thing. We have to understand who he is. Now, once we have that mindset of praying, we we prayed, we are thanking God for giving us our answer. Now, we're waiting on God. Now, what happened a lot of time after we didn't prayed, after we didn't thought about it, sometimes we'll hear a response, and this is what we wanted to build up to. We'll hear a response, and that response, we first need to examine, is this God, or is this my emotion, or if you want to say if it's Satan playing with my emotions to make me miss what God has for me, or if it's something that's going to make me, quote-unquote, get in trouble, if it's something that's trying to distract me, is this a distraction? Is this something that is of God, or is something that's of the devil? The difference between God's voice and the devil's voice, or if you want to say your emotions, um, I'll say your emotion because the devil going to try to deal with you through your emotions. Get this. The devil will deal with your emotions, but God will deal with your spirit, man. I'm going to explain that. Matter of fact, I'll explain it right now. See, I want you to do this for those who are listening. I want you to put your hand flat right below your navel, right below your navel. Don't put it on your navel, but put it right below your navel. And you think about somebody who may have made you angry. You think about someone who really did you wrong, and you put your hand over your navel. And if you can, you can imagine them, even with your eyes closed, you can imagine them, and I want you to say five times, I hate you. Say it like you really, really mean it. I hate you. 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 Now, I want you to say it six more times. I hate you. 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 Now, what do you feel below your navel? You may feel an uneasiness. Even though that person did you wrong, you're verbally saying that you hate you, that you hate them. But inside your stomach, which is what I'm pointing, what I'll have y'all to uh, point at, right below your navel, that's your soul. Your spirit man lives inside your soul. And every time you said, I hate you, I hate you, it might have an uneasy feeling. Why? Because you verbally saying that you hate them, but your spirit man or your soul is telling you, you don't really hate them. Even though they did you wrong, even though they did these things, or they, they, they said these things about you or to you, you don't hate them. You just 
highly disappointed. You just hurt. See, so your spirit man, see, God, like I said, God would deal with your spirit man because number one, God is a spirit, and where God resided is is our inside our spirit. In other words, the Holy Ghost lives inside of our spirit. And our spirit or our spirit man lives inside of our soul. Our soul is like a container for our spirit. And our spirit is the house for the Holy Ghost. So anything that's against God's word or any spirit that's against God's word, it will grieve our Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's living within us. It will grieve our spirit. So when it boils down to it, God will speak through your spirit, but the devil will speak through your emotions. So what are some of the ways that we need to look at? See, the voice of Satan or our emotions is always loud, is strong. There is a, if you want to say, some type of clamorous emotion, but the voice of God is always quiet, is always um, pleasant, is non-invasive is is not it, see the Holy Ghost is a gentleman and so there is a peace that speaks it's a peaceable voice the other thing the voice of Satan never deals with specifics but is often dealing with generalities but the voice of God is always to the point, is specific. Why? Because God is not the author of confusion. God is also going to make sure that it lines up with his word. You can always use God's word as a reference whenever God gives you a specific word. And also what's going to happen, God is going to give confirmation. Now, the other thing, when the devil brings things or with your, when your emotions bring things, there's going to be a rush. But God is always going to have confirmation with his peace. Now, a lot of times people think because they have peace that it's okay. But a lot of times what happens is even when people do things upon themselves and they may feel like there's peace, actually there might be artificial peace. Why? Because they may have they may have made that peace themselves, but it wasn't God's peace. In other words, people could People could resist God's voice for so long 
but it wasn't God's peace that rested with them. It was them settling for that. The other thing we got to think about, the voice of Satan often demands or is always trying to get an immediate quote-unquote decision. In other words, it's trying to make you rush, trying to make you rush to do something before you pray. It's always trying to make you rush to hurry up and do things, but the voice of God is always leading. It's leading you, not pushing you, but it's guiding you. In other words, timing is always a great asset of knowing the voice of God. In other words, God's timing like I said, God may say yes, he may say no, he may say not yet. So that's when you have to be able to really hear and understand the voice of God, which also you can even, if you want to say, practice by talking and communicating with God about everything. Something like, God, uh, what should I wear today? God, uh, what do you think? Consult God in every opportunity that you get, every opportunity that you get. That will help us to be able to have that, quote, unquote, if you want to say experience, that, that walk or journey with God to help us get familiar with his voice and his timing. Remember, Satan's voice will always create turmoil, is always complex, it always confuses or mix mix up. There's always a mix up, there's always a confusion. But the voice of God is always clear and distinctive. Like I said, God is not the author of confusion. Somebody saying and I'm gonna say it like this, even some people who may go to church, uh was well, well, see uh matter of fact this has happened. Somebody get up and they supposed to be quote unquote prophesying, and all of a sudden they're gonna end up saying stuff that's totally against your character, or end up saying something that's gonna make you more confused than you were when you got up there before you got up there. Was that of God? No. Even though they might have been saved. But the key thing was they might have missed it because God may not have told them to say anything. But because of them relying upon, quote, unquote, their own ability, they take it upon themselves. And just because somebody is saved or just because somebody is a minister or a bishop or an apostle or whatever, just because they say stuff, we don't automatically receive that. The Bible tells us we should try the spirit by the spirit. Try their spirit by the spirit of God, not yours. Because a lot of times people get so used to people, everything that they say as, oh, that's gospel. No, no, no. You have to, you have to allow it to go through the filter of God's word and of God's spirit to examine everything. The Bible tells us to examine everything because unfortunately many times the devil will use that as an opportunity not for us to get closer to God, but to 
get closer to that individual that said that so we can idolize them. In other words, we end up worshiping them. We end up worshiping man instead of worshiping God. We end up depending upon man instead of depending upon God's word, God's counsel. And I know it's, 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 it's good for us to have friends. It's good to us to uh, confide in people. But ultimately, our true source that we need to go to for counsel is God, not people. Now, God will send people or God will lead you to people, but you have to first consult God because God may tell you he want to deal with you directly himself. Or there may be time where God may say, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell you this, but he's going to use someone else to bring confirmation. So whenever God brings confirmation, there is a peace that comes. The Bible tells us there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Like I mentioned earlier, there was Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. Now, God's peace, what well, it surpasses all understanding. So we have to recognize that that's God that's speaking to us, but we have to make sure, even like I said, even when it comes down to dealing with people, dealing with um, uh, ministers or prophets or whatever, even when we hear that word, we don't automatically receive it until we have allow God to examine it. Because why? Because they may be wrong. That has happened plenty of times all out through history. The devil can use them to allow them to get comfortable and not rely upon God, but they rely upon their own ability. I've seen this several times, several times. I grew up in church. So a lot of stuff, I'm not just telling you what I heard about. I'm telling you what I saw for myself. So that doesn't mean that we don't trust people, but we actually not supposed to be trusting them in the first place or trusting their ability. We need to be trusting God, and God will bring confirmation. God will bring his word and clarity. The other thing, the voice of Satan is never marked by a restful spirit. In other words, it's not marked by a peaceable spirit. There's always a rest. There's always, there's always a turmoil that comes with it. But the spirit of God gives great rest and of certainty. I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to throw it out there. See, not only God, excuse me, not only um, Satan is the author of confusion, but we have to realize that's a spirit. I'm going to say it like this, especially in the climate that we have right now. There are many people that are so much in an uproar, and even when it comes down to rallies of a specific party, sometimes it ignites anger. It ignites hatred. It ignites racial tension, even if they don't, quote, unquote, verbally say anything about race. Why is that? Because there is a spirit that's there and it it is attaching. It is recognized and that spirit travels 
even if they don't verbally say the word race or hatred. So we have to understand this is a spiritual thing, a spiritual matter. So the devil likes confusion. He likes to turn up the heat. He likes to stir up trouble. And so with that stirring up trouble, he want to make sure that if he tell you to do something, he's going to give you a rush to do it. He's going to place that same urgency in your spirit to hurry up and do something so you can fail. So many times we have rushed to do something or rushed to uh, rushed to do something and we end up making a mistake because a lot of times it wasn't that God told us to do it. It just like, matter of fact, I, I've had telemarketers, I've had uh, people who have invited me to go see this resort or something like that. And if you notice, it's always, well, how, how about you go ahead and you do it? They always want to hurry up and make sure that you rush to make an agreement. And so that's letting you know they're not concerned about you. They're concerned about themselves. And also, anytime anybody or anything may have you to hurry up and do something without counting up the cost, it's not of God. The Bible told us we need to count up the cost on everything. And also, even to boil down to it, we got to examine everything. Why? Because ultimately, this is not our money. It's not our time. It's not our body. We are alone this while we're on this earth. It belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. So we are stewards. We are managers of the things that God has in our possession. So as you as the manager... It would be a violation for you to do something as the manager without consulting the owner. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to bypass dealing with the owner so you can do things yourself as the owner, but that's going to hold you liable for all the liabilities. It's going to hold you liable for everything that you do. So we have to understand we are not the owners. We are the managers. So the devil wants you to think that you're the owner so you can end up getting yourself in trouble. So you can end up getting yourself terminated or getting yourself in a position where you end up causing havoc upon your life. So when it boils down to it, we have to wait. We have to consult God. In other words, like I said, consult the owner. Another thing, the voice of Satan or our emotion is always afraid of consulting God. And I'm going to say it like this. Not only our emotions, Satan or our emotions, does not want us to consult God, but also Satan or our emotions want us to not consult wise or godly counsel. I'm going to say it like this. I know many young people who have ended up eloping 
they end up meeting some guy or some girl, and they know that their parents don't like them. And they know that their parents are not going to give them their blessing to not to not marry or not even to date. But what happened? They listen to that person. They listen to their spouse. Oh, excuse me. They listen to their their boyfriend that they their parents don't like or their family don't like, and they end up going to the courthouse without the family knowing. They end up getting married. See, and. I don't know too many of them that have done that and they've last. Mm-mm. Just about all the ones that I've known who have married or who have eloped, and it was not the, it was not what the parents wanted them to do, or it wasn't the person that the parents wanted them to date. Every time they have eloped, all those that I have known they have eloped, they end up getting a divorce. I mean, a nasty divorce. So anytime anything or anybody try to rush you or put pressure upon you, even to deal with your emotions or even to deal with your, your, your uh, what's called your thinking, manip- manipulate you into doing something or trying to make you do something, automatically, no, that's not of God. That's when someone is trying to play with your emotions, they're doing it for a reason. But also, when it boils down to it, anytime somebody may try to alienate you from wise counsel, you need to immediately leave them alone. Now, I'm not just talking about in a relationship. It can be business, too. But the key thing, what we have to do, we have to recognize if there's something that's not of God, we have to immediately cut it off. Don't entertain it or don't keep it within you or keep entertaining it because it could contaminate your thinking or your emotions. It could contaminate. In other words, if we don't get rid of it, eventually it may consume us. So we have to make sure we have to leave it alone. Another thing, the voice of Satan will bring depression and discouragement. The voice of Satan or your emotions will bring depression, discouragement, shame. But the voice of God will bring great encouragement. Like I said, it will bring peace. We will bring joy. But the devil wants to keep you feeling guilty. He want to he want to bring depression. He want to bring guilt. He want to bring discouragement. The voice of Satan will also appear. It will appear, or excuse me, it will disappear. The voice of Satan will disappear if the Christian refuses to listen to it. The voice of Satan or your emotions it would disappear if we refuse it. But the voice of God will become stronger and deeper. See, God wants you to know that it's him. And he wants you to trust him 
he, but most importantly, he wants you to learn of him. And what better way of learning God and knowing God is through these type of experiences. Remember, God is going on a journey with us, but he wants us to be able to know him. He wants us to be able to spend more time so we can learn his voice, study his voice. And once we learn his voice or study his voice, then we can be able to, you know what, we can recognize now I'm not gonna say immediately. Sometimes some people know some people know God's voice immediately, but then me sometimes I ain't gonna lie to you, cause I know my emotions. Sometimes my emotions can yell, can scream, and so sometimes I don't do nothing. I'm like, look, look here, I, God, is this you? I wanna know if this you or not. I need to know, cause I don't wanna make any more mistakes. I don't wanna mess up. And a lot of times, God will. Okay, I know, I know, I know. Brother Prado, come on. Well, by my middle name, June. I know June. He um he want to make sure that this is me because he moved so many times and he realized that he moved a lot of time and it wasn't me. A lot of time he went by his emotions. Sometimes he was trying to do the right thing, but come to find out he would listen to the wrong voice. So. The other thing we have to realize, when it boils down to it, we can be able to trust God and know that he would want us to talk to him or even to trust him so that way we'll learn his voice, we'll understand his voice. God always wants us to pray about it. And along with the praying, just like how you're talking to someone, God wants you to talk to him like that. Also, like I always say, the devil or your emotions will make you or want you to move based upon what? Impulse. When we move by our emotions, it's not something that God told you to do, but we deal with the consequences within our emotions. Like I said, we deal with the consequences with our emotions, the guilt, the shame, the regret. But when we obey God and it's God, then the results are revealed within our spirit, man, the peace, joy. The other thing we need to think about, when we move by our spirit based upon God's reply, like I said, there is a peace, not an artificial peace, but there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. But also what we have to realize, God has given us free will. God is not going to force us to do something because he's a gentleman. He does not want us to do something against our will. He wants us to do it free willingly. But the devil, what does he want to do? He wants to make you. He wants to manipulate you. He wants to force himself. Like I said, God is a gentleman. The devil is not. God is a gentleman. The devil is rude. God is of peace. 
The devil is confusion. Another thing I want to bring up, a lot of times when it boils down to it, a lot of times we have to realize God would tell us what to do, how to do it, and like I said, the timing on when to do it. God would always give us the strategy, and he would also give us the means and the resource of what we need to do and how we need to do it. Now, he may not give us everything at that specific time, but what happened is as we go on what? As we go on the first phase, he's opened up for the second phase. He's opened up so many avenues right then and there. But the devil, the devil going to throw us out there. Now, the other thing what we have to do, we have to realize, many of us have made many mistakes. Many of us have made many mistakes in the past. But the Bible tells us, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he shall direct our paths. Paths, that's more than one, paths. In other words, he'll make our pathway straight. But what I found out, that was not only pertaining to consulting God before you do something. That also is consulting God in the midst of a situation that you're in and you realize you made a mistake. In in the realization that you, man, I messed up. God wants us to acknowledge him even in the midst of our messing up, even in the midst of our wrong choice. He wants us to acknowledge him and ask him for help. If we repent, God was there to help us. I see someone on the line. I'm going to get ready to go on the line right quick. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air with Brother Prater. How you doing today? Uh-oh. Hmm. Hello, are you there? Hello, are you there? Hello? Okay. Yes, yes, how you doing today? Oh, how are you? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Um, would you like to... Have any remarks or anything you you like to say? You're welcome to uh, say at this time. Well, I know just to add to what you were saying earlier, talk about the way God answers. Uh, I know sometimes He'll say no or yes or not yet, but a lot of times God will also say just wait. You know, I kind of add to the uh, not yet answer. So uh, I know I've heard Mm -hmm. that many times past few years about something and. Uh, and I wonder sometimes. Uh, I'm glad you brought this this subject to talk today about uh, about uh, is it God's voice? Because I know there have been several times I'm like, okay, Lord, is that really you, <laughs> or is it is it my mm-hmm. thoughts only? Mm-hmm. But usually it's I can, usually I, I'd like to think it's God's voice because it's it's consistent, but it's nothing rushed, and it's usually the same thing. So mm-hmm. that's the only way I can tell if, if it's. If it's God's voice, and then a lot of times, you know, like like you, I've 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 been confused a time or two. I was like, okay, Lord, would you please clarify what you mean? And sometimes He's not going to answer right away. 
And then, and of course, it may you might hear the same thing for years, and then something won't be uh, uh, you won't get any confirmation about it until like years later. So I'm like, okay, well, just let it be. If that's, if that's what he told me, it's going to happen, and it'll happen. So, but my thing is this: it's like, uh, does God sometimes? Do you believe that He uh, sometimes He'll just randomly just tell us something, just kind of out of the blue, and like, what? What? What do you mean? And just uh, just something like we could be minding our own business, and then he'll we'll hear something from him and kind of throw us off a little bit, not to confuse us, but just to maybe just to prepare us. Mhm. Mhm. So I've, I've been kind of dealing with that with the past couple of years. I'm like, I just like I I believe that's God speaking, because like I said, it's it's usually the same same thing, and it's nothing bad, but it's like mm-hmm. you just have to wait. So yeah, whether it be a house or you know, waiting for a spouse or you know, waiting for uh, God to uh, just show you which path to take. I mean, it doesn't mean just sit around and do nothing, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, you just have to wait. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? So, but yeah. a good message, yeah. though. Yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, it's it's so important if we really just look at it. God wants us, like I said, a lot of times people just think, oh, well, God don't care about God. All I'm doing, I'm just asking him for a call. I'm just asking him for or this or for that. No, he's concerned about every aspect of our life. It's not it's not one area in our life that he's not concerned about. It's not one area, it's not any area in our life he don't want us to consult him in. You know. And so everything pertaining to life and godliness, that's what we forget in this scripture. It, everything pertaining to life and godliness, God has already provided for us. He taught us. He 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 have the accessibility to help us along the way in every area. But he wants us to rely upon him. He don't want to force himself. He wants us to trust him, and knowing that he has our best interest at heart. And I'm so glad this is my first time actually um, trying this. Um, like I said, I'm on my telephone now, and I'm operating um, this through my laptop. So my setup I normally have is not is not set up because uh of like I said of all times the devil trying to fight the system. Uh couldn't both of my laptops wouldn't come on and it, it was just madness. But I understand why, because the devil did not want us to be able to talk about this specific issue because this is a spiritual warfare. And this is something that God wants us to be prepared for because the devil does not want your prayers to be answered. So he wants he want to send you or derail you or send you to another route so that way you can miss what God has for you. Um, I, I believe it was Daniel. I believe it was Daniel that prayed to God and later on, after he was praying, he felt like God didn't hear him, and then an angel had to come to him and let him know, hey, look, we heard you when you first prayed, but the devil, there was a spiritual warfare that was going on, and we had to get, we had to dispatch some uh, some angels to be able to fight against this. So that's what took some it, – it, his, his prayers were delayed not because of him, but because there was a spiritual warfare that was going on. And so when it boiled down to it, the things that God has for us that's going to draw us closer to him, that's going to, that's going to show evidence of who he is in our lives to get, 
two people, the devil does not want it to happen. I'm going to say it like this. There are some people, there are some people that are single right now because the devil is trying to prevent the two people coming together because he knows that there's going to be power in that home. There's going to be power and might through that marriage that's going to glorify God. So we have to realize when it boils down to it, those who are really seeking God, the devil does not want us to have our prayers answered. So he's trying to bring discouragement. He's trying to sing booby traps. He's trying to sing artificial things. He's trying to he's trying to bring he's trying to sidetrack with distractions and all that stuff to bring frustration upon us. So when it boils down to it, if we can trust God and know that He has everything mapped out and planned out for us, I, I see I see have you on the line uh, in, in case you wanna. Uh, share something also, but when it boils down to it, for us to be able to start examining every, like I said, we have to examine everything that comes from us, every every voice, every gesture that comes from us, or that come from people, because a lot of times, even people who may know us, people who may love us, we may trust them. But a lot of times, the devil may even use them to talk to us, not based upon God's spirit, but based upon their desires for us. So we have to really be prayerful. Like I said, we got to be really uh, careful to examine everything with God's word and God's spirit. And always ask God, hey, God, look here, you tell me, you show me, you know, because we don't want to move ahead of God. We don't want to move ahead of God. We don't want to be behind God. We want to walk side by side with God. So just in case those who may have, who may have made a mistake, just in case we had moved ahead of God, if we've done anything like that in the past, I will tell you that God is a God that will forgive us. Now, like I said, don't ever think, oh, well, Brother Prater, he got it all together. Or, you know, people see me where I'm at or what I'm doing right now. But I can't tell you how many times I've bumped my head. And I'm going to tell you like this. I'm at the point now, I say, God, I'm not going to move until I know it's you. But I have to trust God that God can give me the answers of yes or no or not yet. But also, even when I get this feeling, if I, if I get this feeling that, uh-oh, is this God or is it me? Like I said, a lot of time, if I just wait, a lot of time, if I just wait, God will reveal himself right then and there. Uh, Sometimes God may reveal himself before the day is over with. But if I feel this anxiousness, I need to to do it, I need to do it. A lot of times it's me. And like I said, I'll be the first one to admit I made too many mistakes. I made too many mistakes. In my mind, two mistakes is too, too many. That's me. Some people, oh, man, but you're a perfectionist. No, look here, look here. It don't take. 
a lot of whoopings for me to get right before God. It don't take a whole lot. <laughs> some people, some people are so hard headed. You can tell them not to do it, and they'll do it in a way. Not me. Mm-mm. No, no. I, I've always seen other people get a whooping. I've always seen other kids get a whooping. And that always showed me, don't do that. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, they get, my parents didn't tell me one time, that's it. Why? Because, number one, I always wanted to make sure I was in the good grace of people. Now, I'm not talking about doing anything for people who are not, quote, unquote, not having my best interest at heart. But I always, my brother would always say, man, you're always doing the right thing. You're always trying to do the right thing. Yeah, that's me. So now as an adult, we have to utilize those same principles because it's nothing worse than seeing a hard-headed, rebellious kid. And we get so sick and tired of seeing that hard-headed, rebellious kid. But we're not realizing we're seeing that hard-headed, rebellious kid because a lot of times God is allowing them to be in front of us for us to see them because we're the same way towards him. Hmm. So God wants us to trust him. And it's, like I always say, it's easy for us to tell people to trust God. But are we able to trust God ourselves? And not only are we able to trust God, but let's ask ourselves, do we want to trust him? So with that being said, even with our past mistakes, we can give it to God. He wants us to give it to him. He wants us to repent before. He wants us to, you know what, not only receive his forgiveness, but not beating yourself up over past mistakes. In other words, he forgave us, but he wants us to forgive ourselves. And realizing because of his grace, his mercy, he allowed us another chance. Another chance, sometimes many, many, multiple chances to get it right, to do it right, but don't give up. So when it comes down to the things that we have before God, know that God want to respond. God want us to go to him, and God want to respond back to us, but we can't get ahead of God. We can't move until we've received the green light of God. And if you move on that red light, you might get into a spiritual accident and you'll be uninsured. So you want to make sure that you're obeying God and listening to God and not moving ahead of God. So that way we can be able to receive. And remember this, like I always said, we always talk, I was talking about earlier that God will give you peace. God is a peaceable God. But also, not only in God's voice being peaceable, but also the things of God that we receive are peaceable also. When God gives gifts, when God gives blessings, he added no sorrow. There's no stipulation. There's no turmoil. But we have to understand the purpose the purpose of the things and the timing of the things that God gives us. Because if we don't understand the purpose of it, we'll misuse it. 
And so when it boils down to it, we're going to give everything to God. And like I said, even for this time forth, asking God, God, teach me your voice, but also utilizing it as an opportunity for us, all of us, to be able to start praying more and reading God's word because God's word will always line up, excuse me, God's voice will always line up with his word. And God's word will always line up with his voice. But we can't recognize God's voice if we don't know his language. We have to understand God's voice and God's language. You think about it. Eve was deceived by Satan. Satan knew the scriptures of God. Satan used a misquoted scripture to deceive her. That was in the Old Testament, in Genesis. But the New Testament, Jesus himself showed us the proper response when the devil tries to misquote God's word. Every time when Satan was trying to tempt Jesus, Jesus always replied, it is written. Jesus corrected Satan with scripture. But in order for Jesus to correct him, he had to use scripture, but he had to know scripture. Same thing with us. So if Jesus used scripture to defeat Satan, how do we think that we're going to defeat Satan without knowing scripture ourselves? We don't know scripture and we don't know application. But knowing that God can help us and God want to help us. So for those who may be going through something, for those who may feel stuck, know that God is concerned about you and he wants to come in and help you in every area of your life. And for those who have a prayer request, we welcome the prayer request at this time. Like I said, I'm so sorry that um, everything went down, but I will tell you that I'm going to be praying, and I want y'all to be praying for this particular podcast. And also, even for even for what the devil may try to do, he's not going to stop God's program. Because this is not my podcast. This is God's podcast. But also, in the same token, I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking also, just in case someone who has a, a prayer request that going through my email right now. Okay, I don't see any. But for those who have other prayer requests other than trying to know the difference between God's voice and their emotions or the devil's voice. If you have a prayer request, we holding them up right now. If you have a specific need, we holding them up right now. First and foremost, I always say this, we believe in a spiritual growth first. We pray, we're praying for spiritual growth and then everything else will fall in place. Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means God's way of being right. And then all these things shall be added unto you. That means all these things shall chase you down. You won't have to look for it. They will look for you. Why? Because you are in rhythm with God and his word. You're walking side by side with God himself. And knowing that because of the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed. We've been redeemed 
We no longer have to feel guilty. We don't have to feel defeated. We don't no, we no longer have to feel like an enemy of God. Well, we have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And also, just in case those who may be listening who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thou Savior and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So for those who may be listening, I want to encourage each and every one, there's nothing too hard for God. I want to encourage you just in case you feel like, you know what, I feel like giving up. Don't don't give up on faith. Don't give up on living. There may be things that may be going on in your life right now that it may seem like it's so tough. It may seem like, you know what, you have gone through this and that. You have gone through trials and tribulations. Some people will say, well, you know what, if it ain't one thing, it's another. But we have to be careful on what we say because sometimes the devil will use situations to make us speak another situation in our life. So be careful of what you say. But what we're going to say, we're not going to say what we see. We're going to say what he said. That's going to help us to understand that we're going to invoke God's word, God's spirit in every situation that we deal with. So no matter what it looks like, we got to remind ourselves, God, this is not what you promised me. God, you said your word, and God wants us to remind him of his word. It's not that God is hard of hearing. No, but the thing is, it's our responsibility to speak over our life. We're not going to wait for somebody to speak over our life. We're going to speak it ourselves. God has already provided his word for us, for our use. And we're going to speak it and we're going to proclaim it. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. We thank you all for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we ask for our first of all, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that we said or done, thought or felt that was unlike you, God. God, we ask you for your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. God, we thank you, Lord, for fixing this where we can be able to share and talk about you on this podcast, God. God, we know that what the devil tries to do to, for evil, God, you have turned it for our good. God, we thank you, Lord, for evil. And we hold on every listener right now, God. God, you see every need, you see every, every concern right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, that you meet every need, God, according to your riches and glory right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, there are those who are hurting right now, God. There are those who are going through so much right now, God. God, there are some that are so mentally confused, God. God, we speak, God, that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, God. Guard their heart. Guard their mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak in peace in their troubled mind right now. Speaking, God, that you filter out everything that's unlike you out of their heart and out of their mind right now. In the name of Jesus, every garbage, every foul word, every negative word, every negative thing right now, God. But give you permission, God, to do a spiritual search and to get it all out right now. In the name of Jesus, in love, also, God, give them that desire, God, to regurgitate those things out, God. Give them that desire, God, to allow you, God, to get that junk out of their spirit, man, right now, out of their mind, out of their heart, out of their mouth right now. In the name of Jesus, and say to them about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, for everything that the devil is trying to do to hinder, to stop, to of your spirit, God. God, we give you permission, God, to 
forget everything after way that the devil trying to do right now. God. We cancel that devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, the devil trying to withhold the blessing that you have for your people right now. And God, we're speaking, God, that you override and you remove, you defeat the devil right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you permission, God, to come in and fight on our behalf right now. No longer will we try to fight it ourselves, God, because we are powerless without you, God. But, God, we give you permission to come in, God, and fight on our behalf right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking, God, for those who are discouraged, God, those who may feel worn out, God. Strengthen them right now, God, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, God, spiritually right now, God. In the name of Jesus, those who may be burned out right now, God. Those who may be worried, God, those who may feel like, you know what, what's the use, God? God, we speak out that you help them, God, in their life right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, that you, that you help those who may be grieving right now, God. Touch their heart, God. Touch them. Let them know, God, you will be there for them, God. You'll never leave nor forsake them right now, God. God, not only in the times of peace, God, but even in troubled times right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there are, be, there are those who are brokenhearted right now, God. There are those who are dealing with so much, God, emotionally, mentally right now, God. Touch and encourage your heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may be dealing with a divorce, God, those who may be dealing with in uh, love um, relationship right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you strengthen them right now, God, that you help them right now, God. That you help them in every area of their life right now, God. God, there are those who are so torn up, God. It's like they don't know what to do, God. They're thinking, God. They're unstable right now, God. We're speaking stability in the mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. We're speaking peace to that troubled mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. We're even speaking, God, for those that are dealing with depression right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, that you encourage them, that you deliver them, that you set them free right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak the healing right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, for those who may be physically hurt right now, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those who are lead a healing right now, God, emotionally, God. Heal them right now, God. Heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue right now, God. The lingering memories right now, God, that they're dealing with right now, God. Things of the past that might have hurt them, God. We're speaking against the spirit of abandonment right now, God. Those who are dealing with abandonment, God, those who are dealing with just so much of their past, God. They feel unloved, God. They feel unappreciated right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you encourage them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we're holding them up right now, God. Let them know that they're valuable, God, because they made your image and likeness right now, God. They're not weird, God. Regardless of who rejected them, God, you never rejected them, God. And we thank you for it right now, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. Thank you, Lord, for the healing from this right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for making a way out of no way right now, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for provisions that you have made right now, God. God, we thank you for it right now, God. We look like somebody right now, God, that's dealing with a runaway child right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you bring that child back, God. Safety right now, God. We're speaking safety, God. Speak a word, God, that's going to touch them, God. Let them know to come back to their family right now, God. Like some of this family that's been alienated right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you bring unity back. Bring in forgiveness, God, right now, God. End the bickering and bring in forgiveness right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen.
I want to thank each and every one who tuned in, who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics or future episodes, feel free to contact me on Facebook on Brother Prater, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. You can read my daily devotions or videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see the date of devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, their children, their spouse, or children's mother, to inform women the needs of men, and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to Reconnect of My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.